Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer hurt use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while i can load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Wise Eye, Hornady, Eagle Seed, Buck Grits, JKR Outdoors, Tide We presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are in the studio. We are live on Facebook, and we are in the studio with Redbone, Mike Crace, not Wishbone, but Red no, I wishbone. Sometimes I wish I was a wishbone. Sometimes I feel like I'm a wishbone. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Wayne Locke, uh, the guy that lives across the street, and our special <laughs> guest, Mr. Bill Reeves. From Thayer. From Thayer, Missouri. Proud to be here. Thank Proud you. to be here. We gotta get a mic over there to you. But uh we're gonna he's gonna join us in the second segment and we're gonna talk about Bill's journey. Hunting with Bill. Bill's journey. He's bear hunting. Uh, and he asked me to accompany him, so I went along with him, and I'm filming him. So filming his hunting. He's hunting Mark Twain and some private places. But uh, we're going to talk about that segment, too. But what we're going to talk about now is current events. The Kansas City Chiefs, Wayne, Bill, Redbone got beat last weekend. I predicted that. Yeah, you did. And you said it'll be the toughest game of the year for them. I think so. Well, I think they'll meet again, though. Well, the toughest one was the one they lost to Indianapolis. That was a tough. It was the toughest loss, right? I mean, they 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 were they were not the favorite in the Buffalo game, so yeah. losing that one and being close with the injuries that they were going through. Yeah. I mean, the entire secondary, you know, they were down to first year guys, guys off the practice squad. But losing to Indianapolis, that one's going to haunt them. Because that was yeah. in, inexcusable. Yeah, they shouldn't have. And it came down to the kicker. You know, if the, if the kicker yeah. doesn't miss two field goals, they win that game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's been a lot of games this year with uh, some of the pro teams that it's been the you know kickers have missed a couple field goals throughout the game and they're losing by like four points. You got one job, right? <laughs> yeah, kick a field goal, kick field goals, and yeah. and you know there's no way that you can somebody's making eight million dollars a year just to kick a football should miss a 38 yard field goal. Right. No. No way. Hey, our Liberty Eagles, Drew Ripko can kick them at 50. Yeah, he can. 
50-yard field goal. And I told them, boys, and we're going to get off on that subject. Now, high school football, congratulations to all the teams. Uh, they're wrapping up the uh, SCA uh, games uh, this Friday night. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout-out to everybody out there that's doing good. Even if you're not doing good, hey, at least you're playing football. Uh, I am going to talk about the Liberty Eagles. Liberty Eagles are 8-0, everybody. 8-0, and we face Houston uh this coming Friday night. Yeah, by the, and the and by the time this show airs, you'll be nine and zero. Yeah, yeah, that's my prediction too. We'll beat Houston. Mountain Grove beat Houston. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and uh, Thayer faces Mountain Grove tonight. And I'm just gonna say it. I don't want to make nobody mad, but I want Thayer to win. <laughs> I want Thayer. Well, let's help Thayer let's to help beat What do you think, Bill? Come on, give us something here. Well, I think it'll be a good game, and it's not tonight. It's tomorrow night. Well, I mean, Friday night. Yeah, yeah Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll certainly be there and uh, wish the Bobcats well. Uh, they've had a tough year, uh, some some injuries, and uh, we're an awfully young team. But uh, it bodes well for the future. Maybe not next year even, but down the road, we'll, we'll do well. So Yeah. There is concerns, believe it or not, of Liberty facing uh, Mountain Grove again. Not from the coach. I haven't heard it from the coaches, but I heard it from a friend of mine. Uh, said, "Hey, if we face Grove again, we better be on our A game." Yeah, they're they're playing really well right now. Yeah, and, and you know they they dropped three passes. They would have been a tie game with us, or possibly beat us. Yeah. Well, it was close at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good ball game for a half. So. Yeah. You never know. I mean, on a football Friday night, they're a bunch of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year olds, seventeen year old boys. You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. One week to the next. Exactly. But it does seem like Grove is peaking at the right time, though. I mean, they're they going seem, in strong. Seem to be. Yeah, yeah. Seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. And the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Are out. Yeah. They People lost down their, here don't, excuse me. They, People they, down here don't care about Cleveland Indians. Well, but they talk about the, <laughs> the Guardians. Don't even Guard- bring them up. Yeah, first of all, they're the first of all they're the guardians, and I know, and I'll I know, never I know. call them the guardians. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I saw a funny uh, thing on Facebook the other day. Uh, there was a, a sign outside of Wrigley Field, and this was after the Cardinals got beat in the playoffs, and it says, "Big deal, Cardinals played two more games than we did." Right. <laughs> I thought, well, okay, <clears throat> only in Chicago can they look at it that way. Who do you who do you who do you predict for the the World Series though? Uh, I'm going with the Padres. Okay, I agree. And the Yankees. And the Yankees. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm picking the Padres to win it all. You know, I, I hadn't watched the Padres game all year. Obviously, not being in San Diego. Right. But watching some of the playoffs, I like their style. I like their lineup. Uh, they're you know, blue collar, hardworking young players. And 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 I'm picking the Yankees because of Harrison Bader. Oh yeah, Bader. Bader. I mean, he's hit four we home runs. Never got rid of. He's Bader. hit four home runs in the playoffs. Right after he only hit three all season. So, uh, and of course, he was injured most of it. But yeah, and just I always liked Harrison Bader. I, I'm not upset they got rid of him because it's a better situation for him in New York. Right, and the Padres, their pitching has been unbelievable in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they're just shutting people down. Where's their lineup? I mean, with you know Juan Soto and Manny Machado hitting back to back. My yeah. goodness. You're right. Right. Yeah, I can't remember who it was yesterday, or this would have been Tuesday. Hit that uh, that one went to the back of the upper deck. Yeah, almost onto the railroad. Right, track. almost yeah, <laughs> almost, onto the almost out of the stadium. He was three rows from hitting it out. Yeah, of the it was stadium. Manny Machado. Is that who that was? Yeah, it was Machado. Oh, okay. Just hit a, a bullet. Up. Almost hit it up there where Pujols hit that one back in the playoffs. Okay, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was a heck of a, a ball to hit. And yeah, you know, like, as soon as it hit, he didn't even look. He just you into baseball? dropped the, dropped the much, bat. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't follow baseball. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, everybody, uh, we've got all that caught up. Good luck to all the high school teams playing Friday night. Uh, baseball season upon us. And we've got great baseball teams in this area, our listening areas as well. But Pre-Rod is here. Scrapes everywhere. Bucks are checking does like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill and I have been walking. I've been tagging along with Bill, accompanying Bill. Bill walked me to death <laughs> Monday. We know that's not true. How far did we walk, Bill? Monday we walked six miles uh, through some pretty rough terrain and uh, – I could certainly feel it by the end of the day. I had a good night's sleep Monday night. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and how young are you, Bill? I'm a, I'm 76. <laughs> hey, we're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to talk about Bill's bear hunt, and we're going to talk about uh, the pre-rut sign we're finding. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Up a big old hill. Year after year. Got my hunting gear. Hornady Ammunition presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. What a great first segment talking about the current events, high school football teams, uh, baseball, World Series playoffs. Uh, again, we want to give a big shout out to all the teams playing this Friday night. Uh, fish are still biting. Uh, there's a lake tournament this coming weekend at North Fork Lake. Uh, Henderson put in, I believe that ramps is where we're going to put in at. Uh, fishing with Rick York. Take your uh, small bait. Small baits. Small baits. Are they deep? Uh, Well, uh, 30 to 40 feet, and and actually they're kind of running up into the river channels. Okay. But here's the deal. I mean, that's where the shad go this time of the year, and the shad hatch has been huge, and and they're saying small baits. Small baits, I mean, match the hatch. That's what catches fish. Match the hatch, like uh, Chancey Walters says, match the hatch, everybody. So I hear there's a lot of buzz going on about tater baits. You heard about tater baits? I haven't, no. Yeah, they're they're like a little fluke, and people's uh, fishing the live scopes and catching them over a live scope. Mm. But anyway, moving on here, pre-rut tactics are in, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about that throughout the rest of the show. But first of all, I want to introduce you all to Mr. Bill Reeves again. Bill Reeves, uh, welcome to the show. Bill, let's talk about your American roots, Bill. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, having me on, and I've enjoyed spending the last four days with you. I uh, enjoyed you showing me the, the countryside up in Shannon County. I was fortunate enough to be drawn for the Missouri uh, Bear Hunt, the second annual bear hunt, and uh, wanted to spend time with you. I chose Shannon County because that's where most of the bears are in Zone 2, which I was drawn for mm-hmm. and uh i really appreciate you alex taking the time to spend Run with, with me. you hang with you yeah yeah it was it's been fun and we're not done no no we, no 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 Let, let's let's talk about this who is bill reeves bill reeves uh, you've told me about your roots but we're going to talk about it on the show because i think everybody's going to find this very very impressive uh, i, I got to share this before we go any further though let me tell you you already know how i met you you ready for this? Here's some history, everybody. South Central Missouri Ozarks Turkey Calling Championships. This man right here was one of the, the founders of that group, but That's also true. the MC. He got to watch me blossom through my turkey calling careers. Yeah, as I recall, you the first time you came down there, you were probably 15 years old and uh, blew everybody away. Uh, <laughs> won it and won it year after year. Uh, hands down. Hands down. That's why they quit having it. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably true there was talk i recall talk among some of those older guys it was, this guy's winning too often people are going to get bored coming to this but they never did and we really enjoyed having you there it was fun watching you win and uh as a matter of fact of interesting point i i'm the only one of the founding crew left for the that chapter i remember that mr hackworth and uh, he had that 28 or 29 pound gobbler statue uh a mount in a, a, on display and i thought oh my goodness that's that's godzilla wayne it <laughs> was a huge turkey but man this is where my roots start at but this show's not about me this show's about bill and our friendship uh i gotta say this i was asked by redbone hey alex Bill Reeves wants you to show him the country up there in Shannon County. He drew a bear tag. That was months ago. And uh, we met up and we discussed it. Oh, it'd be an honor to go hunt with you and show you around and, and let you stay at our cabin and Linda Bird cook for you and Mallory. And, and uh, those girls, I know one thing, you sure have stole their hearts as, a, as their new buddy. They, well, they really like you, Bill. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Linda has made some wonderful brown beans and fried taters and jalapeno cornbread. We've enjoyed that, and uh, she's a wonderful cook, and it's been great, and uh, love Mallory. I'm excited about her future, and uh, just been fun. It has. It has. Yeah, can, now, I, can I interject real quick here? Yeah, Yeah, Gee, thanks for sending me the video when you're having the brown beans and the cornbread and all the good stuff. <laughs> I, was, I was eating leftover chili. <laughs> Hey, I had some chili. I'm not going to say where I ate lunch at yesterday, but let me tell you, it tore me up, Bill. Did it? <laughs> yeah, he's been. He it's hadn't been good. fun. He it's hadn't been fun. fun. No. Uh-huh. Let's just say you're glad you're not hunting a blind, right? Oh no, we <laughs> wasn't a blind. Oh. <laughs> I will say that the uh, the scent spray probably didn't totally work. <clears> out, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Bill, uh, let's talk your roots real quick. I'm, I'm originally from Thayer, uh, right here in Oregon County. I graduated from Thayer High School, was fortunate enough to uh, get an appointment to the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Attended that when I was 17 years old after graduation. Four years, uh, a year in Navy flight school, and I spent five years in the Navy as a carrier pilot. And uh, 
started having children. I was on the West Coast, wanted to come back to Oregon County and raise my girls, and that's that's what I did. And uh, never regretted it. Uh, been in the sawmill business for 25 years and retired from that about six years ago. And to keep myself out of trouble, I have gone to work part-time in the real estate business. I work for Century 21 Combs and Associates right here in Thayer. And it's been fun. It, I, I enjoy people. Uh, people that know me know I love people. So that's, that's pretty much my history. I know I want to give you a big thanks for your service. Mm-hmm. I know all of us here appreciate that. And you were serving at the at the time when uh, servicemen were not as well appreciated as they are today, you know, back in the uh, towards the end of Vietnam there. And I think you said uh, you had gotten out like in 72 or 73. So um, I know the, the welcome back was not what it is today to, you know, luckily things have changed, attitudes have changed and stuff. But thank you again for all your service. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. And those were tough times for people coming back from Vietnam. Uh, and, of course, 58,000 didn't get to come back. And those days are, are remembered and hopefully never forgotten. Yeah. You know, Bill's also being a little bit humble. He was also a star athlete at Thayer High School when, when he was in high school. And, and you ask anybody that was around back then, and, and they, will, they will always mention Bill Reeves name. Well, that's very kind, Mike. I don't know who you've been talking to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his daughters played basketball at Thayer, and his daughter Ashley uh, was, and this is pretty special. She was, was she a three-time All-Stater? A two-time All-Stater. Two-time All-State. She was the SCA Player of the Year as a freshman. Wow. And then and she had an ACL problem. She tore an ACL and, and missed some time. But uh, took the Thayer Lady Bobcats to the uh, state quarterfinals uh, twice, maybe three times. Yeah, yeah. It, that was, was a great awesome, team. Awesome player. She was also All-State in track and field. She was, yeah. She was a high jumper. Yeah, so. with Ashley and, and Alexis and Amber. Uh, Amber, yeah, and uh, – uh, I like them A names. Do you think of me when you named her Alexis? Uh, they're all A names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was and, you thinking of me when you named her Alexis? Uh, I no. didn't, didn't know no. you then. <laughs> <laughs> and has a grandson now that is a, a pitching prospect. Yes. Really? Where at? Uh, he was kind of deep drafted when he was 14 at the University of Missouri. Uh, he plays baseball year round. He's 6'5 and weighs 230. And he's throwing about ninety ninety one at. Yeah. Uh, he'll be a senior at Springfield Catholic next year. What's his name? His name is uh, Coleman Morrison. There you You've go. seen articles about him and his running partner last year. They were the two best pitchers in Southwest Missouri. Yeah, Ben Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Their classmates at, at Springfield Catholic and uh, stand by next spring for Springfield Catholic. They've got You'll mean no hitter after no hitter after no hitter. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, they're that good. This, yeah, they're they the real deal. They're they the are. real deal. This is awesome. This is awesome, everybody. I'm getting this signal right now to go to a break. What a great show we got with Mr. Bill Reeves. We're learning about his roots. But when we come up, we're going to talk more about the bear hunting and pre-rut, what's happening in the Ozarks. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors and Mr. Bill Reeves right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? 
I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. You know, Alex, there is a, a company in the outdoors that wants to provide quality hunting gear at affordable prices for the everyday hunter. Yes, there is, Redbone. It's Tide We. These guys are a blue-collar company. They make excellent products that's very affordable for everybody. And these guys want to help every outdoorsman live out their passions in the outdoors. And to find out more about this company, just go to www.tidewe.com. That's T-I-D-E-W-E.com. Around your heart, so you never got to worry. Eagle Seed presents, welcome back to American Roots Outdoors again, in the studio with Mr. Bill Reeves, along with my co-hosts, uh, Redbone Mike Crace, Mr. Wayne Locke, Bill Reeves, our special guest. Let's give a big shout out to all of our local sponsors real quick, Redbone. Give them a shout out. Oh, you got all day? Because there's a bunch of them. Yep. Uh, Monty's Outdoors in West Plains, Phillips Truck Repair, uh, Dalton Sawmills, uh, uh, the folks over at... Uh, uh, oh golly, uh, Red Beards and Van Buren, uh, Casey's Tree Service, Wise Eye Technologies, Wagner Heat and Air, uh, Burkhart's in Ava, uh, LMP Ironworks, Ironworks, Iron Works. yeah, uh, Kurt Hargrove Well Drilling, uh, Turtles, and I just wrote down Holes and Guns, yeah, Turtles and uh, Gaither Insurance, Gaither Insurance, and, and we also uh, got, uh, yeah, yeah, and and of course the uh, propane, MS Propane, MS Propane, yeah, there we go. A lot of folks. Big shout out to all those guys. But anyway, welcome back to the show. Thank you all for helping us deliver these great shows to everybody across the Ozarks, Northern Arkansas, Southern Missouri, uh, with a potential reach of two to three million, Bill, every weekend. That's incredible. Yeah, we air on eight stations. Back to Bill. Bill, how did you get into hunting? Oh, I started as a, my dad started me hunting when I was a kid, uh, quail hunting, rabbit hunting. Uh, Winchester Model 12 16-gauge shotgun, that was the family gun. And when I was uh, 12 years old, I was allowed to hunt by myself and squirrel hunt. And mm-hmm. So I've, I've done that all my life. Basically. Okay. So, so you, you, when the you, opportunity come about, I know you're, you're a deer hunter and you're a turkey hunter too. And, uh, when the opportunity come about to draw about these bear tags, let's talk about that. How did you feel about bear hunting and bear coming in here? And when the opportunity arose to draw for a tag, what'd you do? Let's talk about it. Well, primarily, I I wanted to draw to support the program. I had no idea that I would be drawn successful in the in the drawing. I, I uh, when the elk started, I always applied for that, and I felt like I I needed to just support the program with that ten dollar drawing fee that everybody pays, and uh, so when I was finally when I was drawn, it just was very exciting. Yeah, never expected to get that. So they drew. Uh, over 20,000 people applied to win a tag, I believe is what they said. And 400 people has been drawn. How's that work? Well, they, they divide the zone up. Uh, there's zone one, zone two, zone three. Zone one is allowed 20 bears. Zone two is 15. Zone three is only five bears. That's a zone north of Springfield. Uh, most of the bears are in zone one. And as of today, 
uh, we, as a hunter, every morning before you go hunt, you have to call a MDC number to find out if your zone is still available. In other words, if the quota has been filled, then you're done. You're not hunting anymore. Uh, and so I've called every morning and this morning, uh, at four 30, when I called in Z- zone one had four bears, our zone zone two, which is a very large area had no bears and zone one had no bears. So at this point, uh, it, it doesn't look very promising for the state of Missouri's bear hunt, quite honestly. Yeah, and the, and the hunt goes on until when? When's the closing date? 27th of October. Okay, so uh, it, it, the folks are running out of time. Another, well, we're recording on the 20th, so another week. Yeah, another week. A uh, lot of mass on the ground. Never seen acorns like they are. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to walk through the woods. It's like you're roller skating. And those bears, uh, they're not patterned. Uh, they're just... R- wandering around, getting a mouthful wherever they lower their head. That's basically it. You know, and speaking of pattern, that's going to lead me to a question of your thoughts. Um, I know like here, you know, there's no there's no baiting. You know, like in some states you're allowed to bait. In Missouri, obviously you're not allowed to. But, you know, your thoughts, I'm just curious, since you're actually out there doing this, what are your thoughts of if the harvest is low because they can't concentrate the bear uh, into areas, you know, because of the acorns this year is a problem. And of course, drought is another problem. But, you know, what are your thoughts of the, the state saying, hey, you know what, maybe we should allow baiting in certain zones to help get the bear population where we need in the, the harvest numbers, especially if the harvest numbers, like you said, are zero and they need 15 bears out of there? Well, I, I think it really boils down to, and this may sound a little harsh, but uh, I wonder how serious they are about needing to kill. 40 bears mm-hmm. if if they really needed to kill 40 bears i think we would hunt the way arkansas hunts or any other state that has bears they would allow baiting uh other other means of pursuit uh if they if it's just a publicity thing uh then that's where we are you know the, last year they killed 12 bears when there were 40 uh this year four days in we've got four bears down so uh, my to answer your question, I would like to see them if they really want to kill forty bears. Bill Reeves draws a tag, let him prepare and and, and bait for them. Okay, I, 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 great great question. I want I want a great question, uh, Wayne. Uh, actually, we've had this conversation while we're hunting. You know, uh, right now, I've done my homework trying to find good places for Bill, which I cannot call or assist, but I can tell him places where bear's at. I had friends using trail cameras telling me, one guy said, I got 16 cameras in this place over here. I've had bear in front of it every, in front of every camera. We go in there and there's an old scat that's what, three or four months old. There's acorns everywhere. Again, I'm going to reiterate, acorns everywhere. You cannot pattern, you cannot pattern these bear right now with acorns everywhere. And now, if you did have a food source, great question again, Redmond, uh, Wayne. If you had a food source that they would like, it would make it easier on harvesting a bear. So, again, I want to reiterate your question. Do they really want us to shoot 40 bear? That's the your question. Words, your words, Redbone. Well, you know, my thought is, and, and here's what I learned from someone who is a bear hunter. He's been hunting for a long time in Arkansas. With an acorn crop like we have now, it wouldn't matter if you were able to bait. 
because the bears, there's nothing they like more than acorns, and they probably would not leave those acorns for the bait. I'd say that's probably correct. And, and, my, and my think with thinking might be is, is the season too early? Because these bears right now, they're trying to put on all the weight they can to get ready to hibernate, and they're getting ready to go into hibernation. So, are, you know, is, is the season too late, and they're too close to hibernation? And, and should it be maybe backed up another week or two? And, and I think that's all part of the process that MZC is going through to try and get this timing right on when to have the season to optimize the opportunity for the hunters to harvest the bear. Yeah, and that's actually a good point because I w- the other thing to look at is we got to remember is that this is only the second year yeah. that MDC is allowed uh, bear learning. hunting, they're so learning. they're learning. They're, it's and, a learning process. I'm sure over the next five or six years, you know, things are going to be changing. Dates are going to change. The the, uh, the amount of time you're allowed to hunt is going to change. And the you know, hunters are going to get better at it, too, because there are a lot of people out there in the woods that drew tags had no idea how to go about bear hunting. Right. There was a guy on Facebook, and he, was, he made a little spoof video, but he showed his buddy. They got out of the truck, and the buddy sprays down with his, you know, scent-free stuff. And uh, then the guy, you know, he gets out, and he rubs himself with glazed donuts. <laughs> he goes, I can't, I, I, I can't, uh, okay, I can't bait, so I'm going to be the bait myself. But everybody, we got to go to break, and, uh, you know, you listen to— And by the way, to, we do not condone that. That would not be no, a good No, no, no. It was, like I said, it was a spoof video. Yeah. So yeah. he was just making fun. I mean, guy's wearing pink tennis shoes and I mean, <laughs> slippers. He's wearing pink slippers and all that. It was a spoof video, but it was funny. All right, we're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to have more with Mr. Bill Reeves and the crew here. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Redbone, Wayne, have you heard about the 12-volt power packs? I've heard a little bit. Tell me more. Yeah, what it is, it's, it's a battery that you can hook to your cell cameras, uh, even charge your cell phones. This company's become really innovative, man. Yeah, I've got a couple of them myself, and they're so easy to use. My six-year-old helping me set them up in the woods on my wise eyes. If you want to improve your battery life in your cell cameras, check out the 12-volt power packs. I'll have to do that. Do they have a, a website? Yes, it's jkroutdoors.com. We presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Again, we are in the studio. Our subject matter has been bear hunting and pre-rut. Uh, we've been walking. We've walked over 10 miles in the last four days. I mean, that's probably closer to 15. Bill's walked me to death. But, Bill, what kind of deer sign are you seeing out there as we're walking? Let's let all the listeners hear this. Well, incredible deer sign. There are scrapes everywhere rubs everywhere uh ponds we've checked probably nine ponds in the last four days looking for bear sign and uh, out of all those ponds we've only seen bear sign at two of them but every pond that has water is absolutely stomped out every overhanging bush on a trail or around a pond has a scrape on it those deer are tearing it up it's 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 either happening or it's getting ready to happen big time. Yeah, and from what I've been seeing the last two days on Facebook, it, it's it's beginning to happen. And uh, and Alex, it seems like maybe just a little bit early. But one other thing I want to make we get back to your bear hunt. And uh, and again, I don't know anything about bear hunting. Just what I've 
heard from other people. Do you think the fact that we've had record-setting low temperatures every day of the bear season, starting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that that had any effect on the bear hunt? I, I Alex, think I mean, you I, probably I, know I really, more than anybody I, else. I, I know. Tell you, bears are a lot like deer. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, they are. Bears are a lot like deer. They love mass crop. Uh, they're, they're big on acorns. They like insects. Uh, we found logs that was absolutely torn to pieces, didn't we, Bill? This yeah. is where they broke them pieces, eating grubs. Uh, but the thing is, uh, they're hard to pattern right now because there's so many acorns. We've said this several times. They're so hard to pattern. But it looks like, as dry as it is, that the pond would be the secret to putting this puzzle together to closing the deal. And that's what we focused on is trying to find water. We found we've checked ten ponds, I believe, in the last four days, and two ponds has only had bear tracks on it, Wayne. So, so we got sign, we got fresh sign found. We're going to move our blind from one pond to another one that's got more tracks on it, and we're going to go to that this evening. And that's our strategy: hunting water, and we're actually luck hunting. Uh, if we had more time, I would have put our wise eye cameras on these ponds, but. We've been. I was counting on my other buddies watching for us to tell us where Bear would be. Well, as far as you know, I, I have no expertise. I'm like Mike. Uh, my my Bear experience is mostly uh, Forest Park Zoo in St. Louis, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I don't bring anything else to the party. Yeah. I'm having a good time though. Yeah, well, that's the key right there. We're eating good. We're eating good. Eating good. Having a good time. Yeah. Well, that's the key to the whole thing. Is is having a good time. Yeah. And 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 creating some memories. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't talked to you since uh, you went up there, except for today. But probably some other things that maybe have happened that you'll you'll put in your memory bank. You'll wow, that was that was cool. That was fun. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is. It is great. And staying with Alex uh, in his cabin is incredible. Uh, if you in, into deer mounts, uh, you have to watch your head or you can put an eye out. I told you. I told you last week when you stay in the cabin, if you get up and wander around in the middle of the night, you better turn the light on. You get, get your eye poked out. I've, I've been real careful. I've been real careful. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of nice bucks, man. Lots of nice bucks. You know, I, I'm wondering... Uh, everybody, if the, if the drought conditions that we've had all summer is also playing a role in this, because I know like the berries that I normally had on my on my, on my place uh, was probably only thirty percent this year compared to the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's also playing an effect, you know, in w- this bear hunt. You know, the, there's just no berries out there. There's no way you just can't concentrate them. And again, going back to acorns, and with the storm we had last week. All those acorns that were in the tree are now on the ground, which made it even harder for you guys opening day. Yeah, and in fairness to MDC, they have no way to know if we're going to have a great mass crop or any mass crop at all. So Mm -hmm. there's probably little or no planning goes into that that schedule. Uh, We're just having a a big mass crop this year. Yeah. We've got till the 27th. We have till the 27th of this month for Bill to get his bear and – I'm going to have friends of mine that's running trail cameras, wise eyes, and, and they're going to keep us posted. And and uh, if we don't get a bear before Friday at noon, Bill's going to head back to watch the Thayer Bobcats beat Mountain Grove. Then I'll be settling in, trying to catch up on my other stuff, then go watch Liberty beat Houston. Then uh, we're going to try to get back together. i got a tournament Saturday. Uh, then Sunday after church, we're going to be working on Mallory's house. 
but I'll be talking to all my buddies and I'll be all my extra time trying to find you some bear in an area. So try to help you, even though we cannot assist or call or anything else. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, Alex. Yeah. It's yeah. been fun and I look forward to more adventures in the future. Oh, yeah. Wayne? Hey, Bill, have you, uh, what you mentioned that you've been seeing these rubs and these uh, scrapes and stuff, are, are just out of curiosity, are you marking them in your GPS? So when the bear <laughs> season ends, I, I say, when the bear season ends, he's, you're going to know where to go, aren't you? I think Alex has been doing that more than me. <laughs> I've marked every watering hole and every scrape, uh, serious whitetail spots. So if anybody wants to know where to get on a whitetail, Mark Twain or MDC land, I've got it. Hey, have you noticed the watering? Speaking of water hose, have have you noticed that they're a lot smaller this year? I mean, is there are they is there even water? Are you finding like dried up beds, you know, water beds? Actually, several of the uh, ponds on the national forest are completely dry. Of course, they're small. They're small tanks, but uh, and the ponds that have water in them uh, are half down or more. Uh, a lot of the Forest Service ponds have that uh, dollar bonnet plant uh oh, it's, aquatic planet. it's it's destroying the ponds i'm surprised that they have not done something about that i don't know if they can i have ponds myself that have that in it and uh i've i've treated it and uh it'll last for a year and then it comes right back it's a horrible thing and those ponds in the net in the services they're hurting yeah. Well, we've had a great show, and thank you for sharing about the aquatic and the, the ponds. And it's terrible. But anyway, they got to do something about the ponds to help the people have places to fish, et cetera, on a Mark Twain MDC lands. Wayne, tell us about the podcast bonus segment coming up. Again, thank you, Bill Reeves, for being a special guest. And we still got several days here left before we cl- try to close that deal with that black bear. We're going to keep trying. We can't give up. We're going to get that bear. We're going to get, get that bear. Just because the radio show's ending doesn't mean that the interview is ending. We're going to have Bill on for the bonus segment where we're really going to start talking about some of the pre-rut tactics. Bill's a big deer hunter, and we're going to talk about some of the things he likes to look for and uh, do during the pre-rut time. Uh, if you missed any of the radio show today, guys, don't worry about it. Just head over to your favorite podcast carrier. You'll catch the show in its entirety, plus the bonus segment that you're only going to hear on the podcast. We are 82nd this week in Apple in America, everybody. Thank you for supporting us, leaving your reviews. Keep sharing this, telling everybody about us. That's how we grow and how we get higher in the rankings. And remember this, share the outdoors with somebody you love, a child, your friends, your neighbors, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, cousin, whatever. But remember... When your roots run deep and strong, gentlemen, there's, there's no, no reason, reason to fear, fear the, the wind. wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Buck Grits.
and JKR Outdoors presents the bonus segment. Welcome back to the show. Wayne, take it away. Hey, if you're listening to this, that means you are on your podcast. We appreciate you listening to us and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time a new one comes out each week. Uh, Bill, welcome back to the, the bonus segment here. When we left off, we started really touching base a little bit on some of the stuff you've been seeing, you know, bear hunting and that, uh, going into like the deer season here with uh, rubs and scrapes and that. The other day I posted on Facebook that the chase is on because me and the wife and the family was coming back down the dirt road, right? Just maybe 200 yards from our house. And I had a doe just haul butt right across the, in front of the car. So I hit the brakes and sure enough, here comes a six pointer hauling butt after her. And I was like, well, the chase is starting to begin. Now, of course, it's obviously the young bucks this time of year. But when you see these scrapes and these rubs that you're seeing now, what do you start thinking? What, what's your game plan that you start putting together? Well, that pretty much tells me where the deer are moving. And uh, I personally hunt on private property that, that I have. And I've done it so long. And the, the game trails are pretty much set up and... Uh, I'll find the scrapes and usually in the, about the same places. I mean, it's pretty simple when it's laid out like that with food plots and, uh, I have a tower that I hunt out of and I have, uh, ladder stands that I move around and it's based on the movement of the deer. And, and that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. And I think Bill, like a lot of people uh, that we know here locally, uh, that are kind of old school in their hunting is that, 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 that the, the scrapes are the key. I mean, that's why I was taught when I started hunting back in the early 80s. And, and I know Bill knew my uncle Lyndon Cash, uh, who taught me everything I know about deer hunting, except for what I've learned from Alex. And uh, uh, Lyndon, you know, people say he, he'd forgot more about deer hunting than most people ever know. But he said, it's the scrapes. It's all about the scrapes, and it's about the wind. If you can get within 100 yards of a scrape and be, you know, have the wind right, you've got a good chance if you'll sit there and wait. And that's kind of the way I. That's kind of the way I roll. I think probably the same way with Bill. First deer I ever killed. First nice buck I ever killed was uh, I found a scrape on a trail, and uh, it was so active that, that it had uh, urine in it, and I just backed off probably seventy yards, sixty yards from that scrape, sat down by a tree, and the buck was on the ground in forty-five minutes. Nice, nice. And like for me, the other day was the first time I've had because I, I have scrapes. That from last year and the year before, and I, I kind of know exactly where they're at. Nothing was being hit at all up until three days ago. All of a sudden, the scrapes started getting hit. And two years ago, when I found the scrapes being new to the property and that, I went around and I cut all the branches off that were low-hanging so it would concentrate them to these to the only the low hanging branches so i went around yeah so i went around all my food plots and cut all the branches off except for about the 10 different branches i knew were being hit over the last few years yeah i shared that strategy you remember that last year uh, if you want to target make a buck come and work a certain scrape within your your bow stand or ground blind remove all the other overhanging limbs and only leave the ones close to you good idea yeah and I will say, if you ever find a scrape that's, that's got, got urine in it, kill it. <laughs> kill it. I'm just get curious. Do you, do you get down on your hands and knees and you know, smell to see if it's fresh or not? I, <laughs> I did when I was younger, but my knees are bad now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you you are right. there. If you're approaching a a, a, a scrape downwind and, you, all of a sudden, and you're smelling urine already, oh. 
back up, set up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep exactly. the wind in your face. Yeah, well, I, I, I got a question for you. I, I'm jumping in on your part of the show, Redbone and, and Wayne. Uh, how cautious are you about being sent free? Let's talk about that, Bill. Well, I, I try to keep my clothes fresh. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm hunting out of a tower, I'm not as, you know, cautious about it. I don't do a lot of stalking uh, like you would probably do, Alex. Uh like I know you would do following you through the woods the last few days, but, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's important to, to mind the wind and, uh, to be clean. Redbone, your thoughts about you being sent free. Why my my thoughts, thoughts, you know, I, I, I try to be as scent free as possible and scent elimination products. Absolutely. I, I miss Nina wash my clothes and scent free detergent and, and all that stuff. But I will tell you this, that the man that taught me the hunt, I asked him about that. And and back when I asked him, cover scents were more popular than, than the scent elimination products. Like now. the wafers? The old well, wafers well that, that or, you know, people used to use the fox urine or, okay, right. you know, bobcat urine or, or different kinds of urine used for a cover scent. And he said, I used to run beagles. And he said, a deer's nose is about 10 times better than, than a beagle dog. He said, I've had beagle dogs you sprayed in the face by a skunk and still trail rabbits. Mm-hmm. He wasn't big on cover scent. I mean, he said, you know, that deer, if there's human scent, whatever other scent there is, that deer's going to pick it out and he's going to turn and go the other way. So he said, don't worry about all that stuff. If your eyes aren't tearing up, you're facing the wrong way. Right. Period. <laughs> I will say that um, Mike's Uncle Lindy uh, was a pioneer in deer hunting in this part of the country. Uh, he grew up when there were no deer and watched the uh, the deer restored and uh, became one of the best-known outdoorsmen in the country. Yeah, well, and, and I was fortunate. I don't want to turn this all about him, but I was fortunate to get to learn from him. But but he was very basic, Bill. He'd find a scrape, back off that scrape, stay on the downwind side, Keep keep the wind in your face and sit still and don't make any noise. I know there's going to be a bug crawling on your forehead. You're going to want to smack it. Don't just let it crawl. It'll get <laughs> off the same way it got on. Right. That's that is so hard to do. Something. It is. It is. <laughs> that's so hard. Yeah, it's hard to hard to hear a squirrel and not jerk your head. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of white tails doing that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I got to tell one on Bill. We're sitting watching this water at home, and it's right before dark last night. And we found fresh bear tracks. It was in a day or two old there. And all of a sudden, uh, we heard, I mean, coming quick. Instantly, he grabs for his gun. It's a doe and a fawn. <laughs> Force a habit. He was ready. You wanted a bear. Could have been a bear. Could have been, <laughs> been a bear. And those squirrels, for something that weighs two pounds, or three pounds. Isn't it amazing that they sound like a 150-pound doe or a, a 250-pound bear coming through the woods? And they seem to jump in the same pattern that a deer walks. Well, or, Drives or, you nuts. Or you, know, you get a 170-pound buck that can walk through the woods and not make any noise. Right. And then you got a two-pound squirrel that can't that can't come through without sounding like somebody driving a caterpillar down right. the road. <laughs> and then if you get two squirrels chasing each other, it sounds like two bucks hauling butt through the woods, you know, chasing yeah. a doe. Have you noticed when you hear sounds, you can be freezing cold. When you hear something, you think it's a bear or a deer coming, all of a sudden your body gets warm. <laughs> but, hey, that made me think of something. You know, what about these Todd Wee's new heated vest, guys? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Let's I talk am about so them about that. Bill. I am so about that. I was just telling Bill right before we started the bonus segment about the Tide Weave vest because one of the, the biggest things I noticed when I was researching the vest is that the heating elements go all the way to the most important part of your body, and that is your kidneys. And, and if they you can keep order your kidneys, online. Yep. If you can keep your kidneys and your back warm, it's amazing how much longer and more comfortable you are in the stand. Because I know Redbone, you're always saying that's the first thing to get you out of a stand is when you get cold. Yeah, get cold. Yeah. And and now I can kind of stand my core getting cold. My my problem, I wonder, do they have heated gloves? Yes, because they do. When my hands get cold, I'm done. Yep. Yeah, they do have heated gloves also. Yeah. Wow. And heated jackets, full jackets. Yeah. Tidewee.com. Correct. T-I-D-E-W-E dot com. There you go. Order you one. <laughs> I will check that out. I'm not familiar with it, but I will check it out. Sounds good. Well, everybody, you've been listening to the uh, bonus segment here at American Roots Outdoors, and we appreciate you listening again. Please take a second, leave us a review, because we're going to be drawing for a Tidewee gift pack uh, coming up here in the next week or two. Uh, so make sure you get entered in for that drawing. Also, go to our Facebook page, American Roots Outdoors Podcast. Uh, we have a group page that you can become a member of. And uh, check out AmericanRootsOutdoors.com for some deer hunting equipment and calls and stuff like that. And if you order anything from Tidewee, be sure to tell them you heard it on American Roots Outdoors. Tell them we sent you. You can go there and order, and they're running some special discounts right now, Wayne, Redbone, yep. Bill. 22% off of the vest and blinds and stuff right now. All right, very good. And we just want to say good luck to to, to Bill uh, through the continuation of the bear season. And and uh, if you get, if you get a chance to harvest the bear, I hope we can have you back on and hear that story. I'd love to I'd love to have that opportunity. And good luck to all the other guys out there hunting bears. Absolutely. I got lucky enough to be drawn. I'm going to probably put my name in the hat next year or the year after. Remember, everybody, share the outdoors with a child. It's God's creation. Share it with somebody. Introduce them to the great outdoors. And always remember, Bill, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.